Do you hear that? It's the sound of TD Ameritrade's Education Center, working smoothly behind the scenes to curate its own content, so you only get what's relevant to your investment goals and interests. That means no wasted time, just information that matters. Head over to tdameritrade.com education to start learning. Member SIPC. Hello and welcome to what is probably the first proper podcast of FIFA 20. We get thoughts and tips from Reeve, Andy AJ3 and FIFA's own gameplay producers. There's so much packed into this podcast from controversial topics like time finishing and goalkeeper movement to the very long-term objectives and a complete rework of the foot interface. I'm your host Ben and you'll hear all that and much more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast brought to you by Foothead and our patrons. I'm delighted to be joined by two YouTube personalities who have recently been to the capture event. Unfortunately, I couldn't attend, but that's right, because Andy, AJ3, who you'll all be very familiar with, is with us. How are you doing? It's been a while, actually. It's been a very long time, mate. I feel like I haven't ranted in months. Yeah. (laughs) And our next guest, I was saying, uh, he asked how long it would take to record, and I said, depends how long Andy rants for, pretty much. Um, We have... Uh, Reeve with us. Hello Reeve and welcome to the podcast, first time on the pod. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Pleasure to be here and uh, give my insight yeah. on just how good the game is. When we get a new uh, guest on the podcast, we do like to you know, ask them a question maybe about, about their FIFA. If you had to pick a FIFA which you personally think has been your favourite, it doesn't have to be you know the best, the best gameplay or whatever, but just your favourite FIFA through the years, what, what was that? Of all time? Yeah. Or an ultimate team-based one? Probably an ultimate team based one, but I mean we have a lot okay. of older listeners, so if you if you want to go really far back, then uh, 05 would be my mm, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. all time one. But I see, I'd probably say twelve is my favorite ultimate team based one. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, that's actually yeah. funny enough. That's actually my favorite as well. <laughs> but you say that to all the guests. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Um, what what did he say for you? <laughs> I think. Wait, Andy, what is your favorite FIFA? I'm not even sure we asked you when you first came on. To be honest. Probably FIFA 16. Really? Yeah. That's outrageous. Sorry, but what? Because we all lived in the house and made loads of videos together and it was so fun. Oh, okay. 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 I, yeah, yeah. Okay. You've, you've, you got me on that one. I'll concede. It was going to have to be something a bit left field, wasn't it? FIFA 16, not really known as being a great game. But let's let's talk about 20. So at the capture event, one of the things you did was presumably try time finishing and goalkeeper movement. You'll hear in the later gameplay producer interview the two producers discuss that and talk a bit about what's been done. Andy, I know you had some strong opinions last year. What are your thoughts after playing at the capture event? I didn't really like time finishing. I'm not going to lie. I used it, obviously, because that's how you, uh, what you did to win. But I wasn't a massive fan of it. And he was rubbish at it. <laughs> I was, I put to them and like I was campaigning for making it so that it gave you an advantage. So the problem with it is that it was too easy to do but also kind of random. Like sometimes they give you an insane shot and then if you did a red time shot, it was horrendous, but all the yeah. pros are too good at it and it was super OP and casuals hated it because they couldn't do it and red time shots were useless and blah, 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 blah and everyone just hated time finishing. So I said, why didn't you just make it so that 
any shot that isn't timed properly is just a grey shot, like a late time. Because you time something late, you just get a shot and it's fine. But if you time it early and you've got button delay or lag or something like that, and it screws your shot up, you're fuming and it's absolutely terrible. So I was like, why don't you just make it to every time shot is, every mistimed shot is grey. But if you get it absolutely perfect and it's like ridiculously hard to do, then you get a shooting boost. And that kind of made sense to me until I spoke to Sam the other day. And he was saying that, yeah, that's a great idea because casuals wouldn't suffer from button mashing and getting horrendous shots mm. and pros who... So they've, they've half the time that you have to get your shot green now, haven't you? It used to be like four frames and now it's window, two or something yeah. like that or whatever it is. Yeah, um, have to be way more Yeah, accurate. so it's quite hard to get a perfectly timed shot now, or at least harder. I'm sure the pros will still be able to do it every single time on headers and volleys and everything. But anyway, I thought that was a brilliant idea because spam B to your heart's content, but if you actually want to try and time a shot, you'll get a bit of a boost from it. And like, make the boost really, really small because if you, if you screw it up, you'll get a... 90% shot and if you get it perfect you get 92.5 or something like that just random numbers and I thought that was a great idea until I spoke to Sam and he said it is a good idea but people will just spam B and always try to time finish it even when they're not good at it and occasionally they'll get it right by accident and then they'll get a boost for being bad at FIFA because it's just pure luck whether you do it like imagine you're swinging a crossing and you're going for a header and I don't time my headers because it's really hard I would just have a go at it and maybe one in 10 times I'll get it right and it's through absolutely no skill of my own. It's just sheer dumb luck, as Professor McGonagall would say. I get a <laughs> random green time finish on a header, one in 10 shots, and it goes in and I'm just dead lucky. And it's just inviting randomness into the game, which is something they said they don't want to do. So then I was like, oh, do you know what? That's actually a pretty good point. Fair enough. So they've just made it a bit harder, really. It seems all right. Yeah. It's definitely more of a balanced risk reward system so if you get it right you reap the benefits but uh rather than in 19 where you could be out by a considerable distance for a green time Mm. now you you definitely you genuinely have to be like as andy said two frames on the money otherwise you you're kicking it into rosette or you're just kicking the floor sort of thing so I, i feel like that and the addition or removal sorry of um quick goalkeeper movement makes it random it's hard to tell though because we haven't played that much of it like i i currently can't so on fifa 19 i could green time a finesse shot or a long shot basically every single time because it's not that difficult i couldn't really do it for crosses and volleys and stuff like that i could get it like 50 percent of the time on volleys and i didn't even really try on headers but like a normal shot i could green time it basically every single time it wasn't hard on fifa 20 I can't so I wasn't trying it all the time I was only doing it when I was going mm. for a long shot and that made the game very very balanced and it made it re- work really well like if I was one-on-one I'd just shoot whereas in yeah. FIFA 20 in FIFA 19 I'd time it because I could it was dead easy but maybe in three months I'll be really good at FIFA 20 time finishing and it'll become a problem again because it's really easy to it, I can still every single time get this like god tier shot do you know what I mean so it's hard to say yeah. but you mm. have to realize that it, with them smallening the window it actually does increase the skill gap again. Yeah, there's a bit of a skill yeah, to so it. the people that are yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. So I guess this is something that I should have really said before, but we'll raise now. Like, I know from personal experience, having been to the capture event the last two years and trying to play as many games as possible, that although you get a good sense of the game, you know, but it isn't really that reflective of how the game's going to turn out when it hits, you know, weekend league uh, and things like that. So we always have to caveat our conversations pre-launch and really for the first week or two of the game with the fact that we don't know. There is there is one really, really <laughs> okay, overpowered yeah, thing that uh, don't that tell makes, them. Reeve. That makes green. 
exactly. I'm not going to. But there is that. Once people discover it, they'll. Nah, I, think, the, their, I yeah. think they're going to. Is patch it the it. setup touch? No, is that's actually really good. That's hard okay. to do though. That is overpowered. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's overpowered in terms like it makes a really good shot, but it's not overpowered in terms of broken because like you just run it and tackle the ball off them if you're not a moron. Yeah, that and the fact that the animation takes freaking ages. Yes, half time before he's finished. So, yeah. Right. So if, well, you, if you get a good one, you, again, it's another like risk reward system that EA have kind of got a balance for finally. Because mm. if you use the setup touch, I mean, you're going to get closed down pretty much instantly. But if you use it correctly, you send the defender or goalkeeper like just completely out of the way and get a really good shot off. So yeah, I think yeah. for those who don't know, I mean, it has been in lots of the pre. You know, FIFA 20 launch information about this. Setup oh yeah, touch, we're just assuming that yeah, everyone listening yeah, to this knows what it that you, you yeah. put you push the ball in front of you. I think the idea is that you create a really perfect kind of striking position for the ball, so that what actually Sam Rivera will say in this game uh, play producer interview later on is that the optimum shot is when you do the setup touch, so it's the ball's at the perfect position and, then and green, green time it, yeah. and then you're like, yeah. you know, you've got a really high chance of scoring. Which actually, I was thinking, to me, sounds really promising because. For players who are sitting back a lot, if they're not actually going to press you, then yeah, having that option is, is really good. I feel like all your listeners are going to fume if we don't tell them what the thing is, though. It's when, yeah, it's when you do a lofted that, yeah. ground pass, even though that makes literally no sense. That's yeah. an oxymoron. But if you double tap oh, yeah, A or yeah, yeah, X, yeah. depend like A on the Xbox, X on the PlayStation. Yeah, you can manually. It, yeah. Do you remember on FIFA 19, 18, all the FIFAs, where sometimes you'd inter- go to intercept a pass and someone would do a ground pass and their player would by himself lift the ball over Think your leg over. and mm. you're like bro I've, like, what else can I do other than like running away just and it just it's like a random AI thing where it's just <laughs> you're not intercepting this one and just passes it over your leg mm. There's a, that's actually a manual thing now so if you double tap the pass button it puts a bit of loft on it and there mm. seems to be very very little error on them <laughs> yeah yeah well so that was actually it's quite funny so you know do you know a guy called Italian Stallion, Valerio? He was saying that it's something he's always been pushing for because he was always so annoyed by those random bounce passes that he yeah. wanted some way of it being manual because then at least there's some skill involved. But I guess it sounds yeah. like the game isn't really ready for that level of manual skill on the bounce pass. I think they just need to put a bit of error on it. It's like volleys in FIFA 19 where it's just wasn't any error was there you just volley and it's just it's, <laughs> the game doesn't care bicycle kick yeah exactly you just game, need to add right? a bit of error into it and it'll be fine we might come back to attacking but let's talk about defending because that's been a huge area of change um now as people know i've played the beta so i do have some ex- sort of experience of what it feels like to play with this i, I would say very different defensive system it is quite notable i think from the off is that fair yeah. to say reef yeah I, I definitely agree with that statement although a majority of my games at the capture event were on squad battles, so mm. it's play online, not bro. Necess- <laughs> not, yeah, not necessarily uh, the greatest experience that I can use to draw knowledge from. But um, yeah, I, I definitely prefer it because I've always been. Oh, I'd like to think that the best part of my game in previous iterations of FIFA is defending, mm. and now you finally get the reward for being good at that part of the game, whereas before. Well, we just we know how frustrating FIFA 19 was to defend. So mm. certainly on earlier builds, people were talking about when you hit the tackle button, your chance of winning the ball. It seemed like there was a really, really high chance that you would win it. I, I definitely think that's dependent on the stats of the player that right, right. is in question doing it. Because uh, there's definitely been occasions where I've had like a Bernardo Silva type, for example, trying to do it, and because he doesn't have the strength to maintain 
possession of the ball after the tackle. Mm. It just goes back to the the stronger defender slash winger, whoever is in question tackling him. Mm. Okay, that, that definitely. I know sense. the devs said that strength is going to be absolutely huge this year. So the likes of Koulibaly is now, mm. you know, like top tier elite level centre backs, etc. And Van Dyke for. Uh, a good example is like absolutely unplayable. So. Yeah, I heard a few. I've seen a few people sort of on Twitter saying that Van Dyke is like impossible to get around. Yeah. I guess you know the combination of that frame and and improved defensive abilities when you're actually controlling the player. And I think that's the big thing, isn't it? Your ability to defend. Correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but your ability to to defend when you're controlling the player feels a lot stronger this year. Or, or if you're decent at it, it feels a lot more powerful um, compared to using second man press and things like that. Yeah, I feel like most of the time you have to actually mm. be the one jockeying. Obviously, mm. I haven't played that much of it, but like if you if you don't do the jockeying yourself, you can kind of just run past them. It's mm. like if there is instances when you need to do it to like I don't know, let's say someone's running on a counter attack and they've got their cam and their strikers making a run, yeah. you need to switch to the pair to the cent- You don't want to be a CDM jockey, and you need to switch to the centre back and follow the run. Otherwise, they are just going to play a perfect through ball or whatever. You need to try and be. You need to second man press then and follow the runner. But most of the time, like in normal build up, you do want to be the person who is doing the jockeying and in front of them because otherwise you can just walk past them. To be honest, if you if you've got a decent player and they don't have great defenders, they like they sort of just. I don't know how to describe it. They just jog next to you as if they're like just looking at you like, go on, mate, off you go. And they just sort of run next to you and you can just run past them. Um, one thing I, I should say about 1v1s, uh, attackers versus defenders, is once you're past a defender this year compared to many of the previous years, you're actually gone, mm. provided the player that you have is actually relatively quick, mm. which is which is good, which is good. Yeah, so. that is positive. I think a lot of people are frustrated by players sort of catching up from behind um, this year. Andy, did you manage to use a straight dribbling at all? Is it something you tried out? Did I manage to use what? Straight dribbling. Uh, oh, yes. So, straight dribbling, jockey defending, one-on-ones, all that is well hard. What's the quote? Mm. What am I, an octopus? I need to relearn to hold the controller. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's an awkward combination. Yeah, so, yeah. I hold the controller and I've got, like, three, hand, three hands, freaking hell, three, <laughs> three fingers <laughs> under, like, grabbing the controller and then I use my index finger to press L1 and R1. L2 and R2. Mm. Yeah. I think, at least from my experience, you need to use two fingers to hold the controller and put your middle finger on L2 and R2 and your index finger on L1 and R1 and hold it like one of them people. Mm. Like the proper triangle. Yeah, so you can, because you need to be able to be jockeying with your current defender and then when they pass, press. I mean, you could just do it with one finger, but it seems a lot more quicker and reactive to then press L1 and still be jockeying with the next player. But then you can also need to be sprinting and jockeying and. A second man mm. press. What, what am I, an octopus? It, it's actually really hard. <laughs> that was Kurt, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he said that, that, what was that um, when he, they changed low driven shots or something like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. when they made low driven, driven shots. LB, RB, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good point, actually. And uh, listeners are always wanting to get ahead. And I guess if you're trying out the demo, there's something to try, right? Try get, holding yeah, your controller like that. Cha- yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, send us pics of your best uh, octopus impression and how you're holding the controller. Although actually taking a photo and doing the control, that, I mean, that is going to be hard. But actually talking about the demo, the demo is all offline, of course. And 
uh, one thing I think about the demo is that it's actually a really good opportunity to get good at playing against the AI. Um, it's often a slightly different build to the game that comes out, but it's a fairly good indicator of um, how things are going to work. And we might come back to gameplay. It's one of those things where I don't know what both of you have picked up from the capture event. And as we do the podcast, it's interesting to find out. So we might come back to gameplay um, later. But in terms of the foot content, there's plenty in terms of objectives and and challenges and things like that to be getting on with. Andy, how did you find that from your perspective? I mean, that's the big change maybe to the foot kind of ecosystem this year, right? Yeah, it's cool. Like just from what I know from reading the pitch notes and stuff like that, it seems decent. I didn't really take any notice of it at the capture event other than the fact that you could get a Jaden Sancho for getting to like season level one. And I wanted Mm. them for a couple of shows. It was just alone for five games. Actually, you could have picked Van Dyke. Yeah, that's true. But we already had Van Dyke, didn't we? Because we got given the top 100s. But we didn't have the 83 and 84s. So that's why I did it. Because I wanted to stick Sancho in my Ah, squad. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. It seems pretty cool. I mean, I was just playing. And when I was looking through it to find the one for Sancho, I'd done crap loads of them just by playing the game. Without knowing they existed. And then just exactly. Wow, I've unlocked 17. I mean, what? I had a million <laughs> coins, so it didn't really bother me. But there was like ones there that I give you like a few hundred coins, a thousand coins, a pack. Helpful, I'm sure, for the start of the game. I'm not sure whether, like when you're five months in. It's important to note that they have actually scrapped the catalogue as a result of that. Though, yeah, they have. You can't buy the coin boosts and stuff at the start. Yeah, uh, you have to get them by playing. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think the lack of the catalogue for Ultimate Team also means that you now just get the 100 player transfer list. Um, as default apparently and then also the fact that as you say the objectives have the coin match boost in them now so it might be quite important to get on objectives early and start unlocking those which is quite interesting and from what i've heard those objective rewards probably aren't the final ones because there was some odd rewards to say the least from a few people for objectives it seems it offered me a tifo or coins and i clicked coins just to see how much it was and i got a coin (laughs) yeah uh, definitely not final then i guess and right what else has been the big change well actually the interface has changed a lot what uh what are your thoughts on that reeve it's it's quite a steep learning curve it has to be said uh just navigating your squads your club your players and there was some very different very rumor that there's no such thing as concept players that's not true is it just there's concepts you can you can still add concepts concepts. yeah i mean obviously everyone hates change right that's that's just a fact but did you find that the menus were better once you got to, to grips with them? P- uh, picking players in your squad is a lot easier. And applying consumables a lot easier? That's debatable. I preferred <laughs> the old way. I preferred the old way, but there there are there are benefits to the new way. Depends if it actually that, works, because yeah. the old way was so laggy. It took half an hour to put a contract on if it wasn't the first <laughs> thing that it offered yeah, you. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's better overall. You know, like I think most things are better... Yeah. In the other than the fact that I kept pressing the wrong buttons, like so, yeah, if I yeah, wanted yeah. to put a squad fitness on, you press like triangle down X triangle, up X, and it yeah. puts a squad fitness on, yeah, and that's yeah. just like muscle memory. And every time I went to my squad, I press triangle to bring up club squad, oh, yeah, and it starts searching the transfer market or club or something like that. It's super <laughs> annoying. It's like to bring up all that stuff that you used to get when you press triangle, you press L two, and it brings up like formation change, oh, yeah, yeah. apply consumables, squad select, all that stuff. So it took me ages to get my head around that. It's it's way more thorough. It's way more thorough, but it will take a little while for people to get used to the um, 
And one of the biggest things people reckon is it's going to be much harder to kind of spam complete SBCs with low rated cards. I don't know whether that's actually true or not. Nah, I, I spammed my entire uh, club no, into SBCs. True. It's well easier. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah. there's well, like that, loads of different. To, so I don't know if this is what you used to be able to do, but when you do an SBC, when you search for your club, it brings up the normal mm. search stuff like goals, position, like gold, silver, bronze, special, position, league, club, nation, all that crap. If you press start, it brings up an extra like advanced filters and then you can like sort it by high to low in rating, rating and then high to low in value as well. So it, if you do high to low yeah. rating, it'd put like a 75 informing, but a 75 informs we have 10k discard. So it would, if you did value instead, it wouldn't include them, if that makes sense. So mm. you can get just okay, your 75 non-rares. Another cool feature that people will probably appreciate in SBCs is if you have a player in your squad or any squad uh, and you try and submit that into an SBC, it gives you a message saying whether or not you want to confirm that. Uh, that's quite so it, yeah. it safeguards It safeguards good players that you might have accidentally put in, which mm. is brilliant. Yeah, that is really good. And I, I think on the web app, you're going to be able to set players that you can't submit to SBCs without sort of unlocking them. So yeah, it sounds like... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, pretty much just, it's pretty much just automatically mm. the case on the game if you have players in any squad. So Yeah, if you want to lock a player, just make a squad and just put them in it. Just have a squad oh, yeah, called yeah. Locked and just put yeah. all your players that you don't want to trade in and that and it'll be like, are you sure? And then you just say no. It, it's, re- it's a really basic feature, but... It's one that probably should have been implemented quite a while ago. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people that have suffered <laughs> yeah. with it. So. Yeah, that's so true. It's just quality of life stuff, really, you know, rather than actual yeah, features. Yeah, yeah. And is that how kind of Ultimate Team feels? Like, no massive addition like Rivals or whatever, but a lot of, not under the radar, but, I mean, things you'll obviously see, but things which are not maybe headline-grabbing, like the addition of Rivals. Uh, yes, I'd say that's pretty fair. Although... Friendly games, mm. there's way more things to do there. Yeah, like the new game modes are really cool, and just and probably will bring a little bit more fun back into the game. I'm hoping. Mm. I'm hoping. I think you can complete some objectives in that, or at least that's what I was told originally. But I don't know whether you can actually, yeah, complete all of them through. Probably, there. you probably, probably can. really basic uh, ones, but can. there'll be like harder ones that are specific to foot champs and stuff. Maybe there is definitely one that's mm. win X yeah. amount of foot champs games. I did see that, and you get like some golden lion tifo to go at the back of your thing to be like yo i'm sick of foot champs you better watch out <laughs> golden goat yeah that's what it was <laughs> golden oh, goat 500 foot champions wins which i've worked out to be just about 17 full weekends Ooh, so that's not going to be for a while <laughs> yeah if, you, if you're very good at fifa you'll get it like in february time. Yeah, yeah it'll be quite interesting if there are lots of things like that to be like oh when you see that loading up you're like oh actually <laughs> do you know what i'm in for a game here kind of thing but yeah, so that's, I mean, to be honest, from my perspective, there was a lot of things which I did feel in Ultimate Team needed like polish, if you like, or needed like a bit of work to make yeah. them a bit better, where the sort of basis of a good system was there. So I, I guess that seems pretty positive. Well, fundamentally, 19 wasn't actually a bad game. It's just the gameplay that made yeah. it. Yeah, and I think the gameplay exploits specifically, because a lot of people yes. say gameplay. And although I, I think that there were some issues, you know, passing, maybe... You know, at times you play a ground pass and it would become a through ball. Player switching is fixed, I should yeah. say. That's that's much better uh, in, in terms of the issue. What was the issue with it in FIFA? A, a, a ball would bounce or ricochet and then oh, the okay. player yeah, that, that you wanted to mental. switch to yeah. wouldn't happen. And the guy that was 50 yards away that you were still already controlling would run all the way to the ball rather than yeah yeah okay closest. i get yeah i get what you mean i thought you meant like you press l1 and it didn't change mana something like that and i was like i've never really had no, that no, problem. No, no, oh yeah that stupid thing where it got locked onto someone yeah i mean yeah, yeah, i can't tell you it's sorted. fixed but i didn't have it so i assume it is 
Uh, and one thing I wanted to say, which I'm just highlighting this because you're going to hear it in the gameplay producer interview, is that I think when you listen to that and you compare that interview to previous years, the amount that is mentioned about having pros playing the game early, players playing the game early, did this feel, Andy, obviously you've been to the capture event last year as well, like in some way slightly more polished or like we might not face the same issues or is that a bit optimistic? I don't know. I don't know what Sam said to you guys in the podcast. He, he said that they had pros in trying to like... Abuse it, yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah, just play that and see what you can do. And they were trying to like break the game, basically. I mean, it doesn't always happen straight away, does it? And so I was saying this to Sam where a lot of it is not actually the game. It's kind of psychological, I suppose, is a, the only way I can think to explain it. So like the cross and meta... It worked and it was broke. It was stupid that you could do it at all, but it wasn't. It wasn't like that was the only way you could score. It's probably the best way I can explain. It's like it shouldn't have been in the game, but it was slightly more effective than just doing a normal cross, right? Which, which it shouldn't be, and it was absolutely it stupid. Be. Yeah, you can see how it somehow happened that this alternated cross, which isn't even a skill people do in real life at all. Yeah, it was invented for FIFA. Um, yeah, it was invented for FIFA is abusable. And maybe that's yeah. not that surprising. Although I think there wasn't a problem with the like, accuracy of volleys last year. Yeah, but then if it wasn't for such like a crazy social media thing going mad about them, people probably yeah. wouldn't have really done it that much and people would have just played the game without it and it wouldn't have made any difference because you can still just score normal goals. That's what I'm trying to say. So it seems a little bit like that where I was talking to Sam about it and talking about the jockey dribbling and like one-on-one. And it felt a little bit like if the other person didn't know what they were doing and you're trying to do the L1 dribbling and they just charged straight at you and just clattered into you, they'd probably just get the ball. And I was like, that's a little bit shit. <laughs> it's annoying. But then I was thinking about it, is it because I'm bad at the L1 dribbling? And then once I get good at it, I'll recognize that if I just step to the side, they'll just run past me and then I can run around them. And then I was like, or is that a gamesmanship thing where we don't know how to defend so we're just, and we don't know how mm. to abuse the fact that people can't defend. So then we're just charging into each other and clattering into each other and getting the ball. Whereas when you're three months into foot champs, everyone's going to be playing really slow and like jockeying all the time because you know as soon as you dive in, they're going to. Do you know what I mean? Does that kind of make sense? Mm. Like it's like Working. if Messi played football against me, he would mm. literally just walk up to me and then just run around me, and there's nothing he could do. But if he thought I was a professional footballer, he would actually like slowly come up to me and like do a body. Do you get what I mean? Like actually play properly. Yeah, so it's like the more you play FIFA and the more you play players who are very good at FIFA, as we all do, like even though the way you change pros or anywhere, the way you play develops and changes. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, and you get used to certain movements and you think, oh, this player is going to do this. I need to watch out for this particular move, right? I need to watch out, you know, that kind of thing. And it all feeds into how the game ends up playing yeah uh, once so it's hard for the for the pros to say, oh, nothing's broken yet because the way the game gets played does develop over time. I mean, they said yeah, they haven't exactly. found anything too stupidly broken apart from that stupid double tap pass. And you think about how long it actually took for finesse shots last year to become a meta, despite being a problem from the start, theoretically. It took a month or two, I think, for them actually to be... For people to realise. Kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. So these things do kind of disseminate and spread out slowly at the start of the game. So, yeah, everyone's got to keep an eye out and uh, abuse it to hell as soon as you find it. Because um, <laughs> it won't last long, no. I wouldn't encourage that at all. Actually, let me do some questions from some of our listeners. Uh, first one from Libro. What is the thing that is the most different from FIFA 19 to FIFA 20 as far as gameplay is concerned? Uh, let's come to uh, Reeve first. Maybe I'd say that in terms of actual gameplay, the catch-up mechanics are completely different to FIFA mm. 19. 
Because it's way more manual as a defender. If you miss a challenge or you miss time a tackle, you're not instantly uh, recovering against said attacker. Mm. And players like Mbappe or Neymar, for example, if you get an inch past the defender, they're away. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really good. But other than that, I, I, I don't know. Defending? I, I don't know. Defending, yeah. 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 Okay. So like, is that yours, Andy? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it comes as a package, doesn't it? The jockey dri- dribbling and defending, but mostly the def- like you don't need to use L one dri- dribbling if you don't want to. You can just run past people anyway. But you do have to use the new defender, otherwise you'll just get smashed. A lot of people are going to get caught out in like the first week, first couple of weeks, mm. and realize there'll be so many people who think think that they are sick of FIFA, and I suppose they are sick of FIFA because FIFA nineteen and they are good at it, and that was just the game we have. But they're not actually good at football games. Or at least they're not good at this new one, this FIFA 21, because defending's so different, it's so hard. And like a lot of people will be like, oh, well, no, I don't AI defend. I'm such a good FIFA player. And they will realise very quickly that they definitely do. And it's really hard. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And I think even players who claim they were quite manual, yeah, you know, as not. you say, you, you don't really see it until you're actually in that yeah. in that FIFA 20 game. So we'll see how that goes. The other question we've got in from Broadfield is about skill moves. Do either of you... Had, did you, either of you find a particular skill which you felt worked more effective uh, in FIFA 20 than perhaps you'd expected? I'm not very good at skill moves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, I thought you mastered the Lacroquetta and the. Uh, oh, I've got, I've got my normal ones, but yeah, Lacroquetta's all right. And I think it doesn't go as wide, does it? It kind of, it has more of a channel that it operates in. It doesn't sort of change lanes as yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. Right? And if you time the tackle correctly, yeah. in the ball which didn't really happen on previous years. Yeah, it was, the player was just untackleable. Yeah. Somehow ended up giving away a penalty when you've made a perfect challenge and stuff. So I became a big fan of, on FIFA 19, running down the wing, doing a fake shot without letting go with the stick and doing a fake shot to your stop and then holding mm. sprint and doing a fake shot and it does that finger, it rolls the ball forward and back but if you push it exit direction, it rolls yeah. to one side and it flicks it out the other and because now you have to actually manually jockey, when you roll the ball... People go like, oh, he's going that way. And then you don't, you go the opposite. And you just run, yeah, and you do like a heel to heel and run away from him. That was pretty good. And the advanced heel to heel. The new skill, is, yeah. Uh, five, stars, five star skillers, I think, with if you hold R1 and you do a heel to heel as well. And they kind of do like a, it's like a, it's almost like a Volta skill. It's like a football yeah, yeah. and then an elastico inside sort of thing. Uh, that's really good as well, especially because it's just like a rapid change of direction. Yeah. And of course, because we've already talked about manual defending. Yeah, this is really frustrating because I have, I have a few skills that I want to share, but I mean, I can't technically talk about it. So <laughs> I did beat Kazooie like, play the game in a again. game when he was trying to skill his head off, beat him 1 0. But I mean, I, to be honest, I, I know they're not as great for someone like Kazooie who, who does chain them, but most people don't chain skill moves. They take at least a couple of steps between each skill. So I think, I think they're still going to be effective, you know, for people who are using them normally on the other hand uh there are some effective skills i think and, and we'll kind of get into that a bit more when the game comes out i think the elastico is still pretty good i don't know yeah it is. To, and uh, there's a couple of other ones as well but yeah i think uh, more to be discussed in future podcasts uh, talking of which actually and um, we're almost ready to wrap up with both of you we're going to talk to the gameplay producers in a second but i just wanted to note to the listeners you're going to chat to me a bit more about players you've used 
the new icons, um, how they felt to use and things like that. As many listeners will know, the Patreon supports the podcast and keeps it going and it allows me to put out more content. And one of those extra bits of content is going to be, I guess we could call it foot weekly extra time. So I'm really looking forward to that. If you're a current patron, then keep your eyes peeled over the next couple of days. And if you're not, then just go to bit.ly slash more pod and you can get all that bonus pod content from just $3. Right then, Reeve, where can people find you if they want to check out your YouTube content? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Reeve. Just R-W-E-V? It, it is, yes. Oh, very smooth. And Andy, uh, if people don't know where to find you, where can they find you? YouTube.com slash AJ3. And it's does the that even come up with you? That I don't think that comes up with you, does it? Do you think I am? <laughs> no. Some I sort don't. of YouTuber about 1.5 mil subs. Oh, it does. Oh, fair play. Yeah, good job, mate. Well done. <laughs> I know people. And your Twitter's the same. My Twitter is AJ Friarzel. My Instagram is Andy Castell. Oh, there you go. Mm. Uh, Very mine is the Reeve HD because I'm still yet to get the account that is just at Reeve because the guy has been inactive for about seven years. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, either way, at the Reeve HD on Twitter and check him out on YouTube as well. Daily uploads, I think this year you were talking about before we started. And the other thing, actually, you mentioned is. A little bit of a change to, I mean, it might seem irrelevant to some people, but I think for others could be quite, could be quite useful. Reduction in the cost of draft. Don't know if this is going to continue into the final game or if it was a thing in previous years, but uh, single player foot drafts are seven point five k. Oh yeah, the cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Mm, potentially with FIFA points, an interesting way of sort of AFKing your way to a decent return. I'm sure we'll have more of that next week when I chat to some top FIFA traders and Airjapes FIFA about how to start FIFA 20. And it is now time to say goodbye to our current guests. Andy, thank you very much for joining us, coming back, making your return. We'll look forward to hopefully having you again. Still haven't got my ball. Yeah, I was waiting. We actually made it a long way before the match ball got mentioned. But hey, um, uh, listeners, you know, if you support the podcast, um, I might actually set a goal on the Patreon. To buy Andy a match ball? Wait, wait, is this your third? Is that why? Oh, it's about number nine. I remember about three. I do a crossbar challenge with them soon. Yeah, you won't hit it. Let's let's get. I'm going to set a Patreon challenge. We're on 115 patrons, I think, odd at the moment. So let's say 150. I'll get Andy's address and send him a, <laughs> a foot weekly match ball. And Reeve, you're on yes. your first, but you know you might get one too. Only two more pods to go. Hopefully, we'll have you back. I'm one closer, mate. That's that's how I'd like to. Look yeah, at. yeah. Thanks very much for joining us. Most welcome. I enjoyed it. It was really good. Even if our insight was woeful, but you know. <laughs> no, no, it was good. It was good fun to chat. I obviously I've been to the event two years in a row. It is really hard to like work out what went on over the two days. Yeah. It's a lot more full on than you'd imagine, isn't it? Yes. And actually that means even more so I appreciate you both coming on. Everyone do check out their FIFA 20 content as it comes out. And on this podcast, there's plenty more about FIFA 20 because we've got the gameplay producers talking about the changes that they've made for FIFA 20 and the things to look out for. A couple of tips in there, plenty of insight. And it was recorded very kindly by Luke from Foothead at the capture event. There is a lot of background noise because it sounds like they were pretty close to the Spaniards. That's all I'm going to say. Right, let's get into it and I'll see you on the other side. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 
Spudhead's Luke Zimmerman here for the Foot Weekly Podcast with uh, a returning guest around this time every year, uh, lead gameplay producer Sam Rivera uh, here from EA and the FIFA team, as well as Elliot Vivek, another producer on his team. Uh, Sam, why don't you go and tell us a little bit, or both of you guys can, can weigh in, sort of what can uh, listeners of the podcast expect from FIFA 20 from a gameplay perspective this year? Yeah, so, well, first of all, yes, I think it's the third year in a row that, that we talk Absolutely. around this time of, of the year, so that's that's good. And uh, FIFA 20, I can tell you a lot of things, um, but the first thing is about uh, how things are going at the moment. I think most people already know what's happening, what are the features, what's new. Uh, so what's been happening lately is uh, closed beta and we received a lot of feedback, we spent a lot of time on the forums checking all the comments, making, making tweaks to the game and uh, we also had a few pro players uh, back in, the, in Vancouver last week to try to uh, exploit the game, they played for three full days trying to really find the best way to score goals and, uh, and, and then yeah, we, we, get, we got their feedback and so far things are going pretty good I could say. So uh, what I, what I, the main thing also that I want to say in terms of gameplay for FIFA 20 and that's part of what we had uh, in the vision when we created the game is to uh, think more like, like like football, like what would you do if you were actually playing the sport yourself? So if somebody's passing me the ball and the goal is behind me, I don't shoot right away, right? Like I control the ball, I turn, I take my time. If there's a defender, maybe I pass the ball. I, don't, I just don't shoot. Uh, and if I if I have a good position, then maybe I try to dribble, I try to do a skill or something. Because if you just do, just pass, 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 or just flick and volley, things that are not really, that you wouldn't do in real life, uh, most likely they are not going to work. Uh, so we we paid special attention to, to making sure that, that what you do in real life is what's going to work. What works in real life is going to work in FIFA 20. Another very important thing is that we try to reduce a lot of the randomness that sometimes you would get. Uh, for example, uh, you try to block a pass and then the player opens the legs and then the ball goes through. Um, things, things like that. Or for another example, you just go to the wing, press X to cross, cross, press B, you hand the ball to score a ball. That's, that's pretty easy, not a lot of skill involved. So we wanted to make sure that uh, there's less randomness and that you work uh, in a more football way to score your goal. So you need to, to decide, okay, do I need to dribble, do I need to pass, do I need to, to shoot in this moment, should I wait, should I not shoot because my angle is not great towards the goal. So, so, so think more like football, that's kind of one of the main things that I, I, I can say. Is there anything else, Elliot, that you would like to add? Um, I think you touched on some good points and I think the stuff that you mentioned really touches base on uh, when we tried to incorporate the whole one-on-ones yeah, within FIFA and as you mentioned trying to do things that are more authentic to the game you have time you have space you decide um, with the way that we've tuned the game for FIFA 20 um, and from the feedback that we've got from many of the players here today uh, participating I feel that we've been able to achieve that because as you said really putting the work in to feel that you're achieving these goals and it all starts from defending and when you put those tackles in it feels really meaningful then you've won it you feel a sense of reward and accomplishment there from the very beginning and then from there you decide how do I want to attack how do I want to play out to the wing take the ball forwards distribute and other things 
and it's been nice to hear other players say we had a couple of guys here not too long ago actually speaking to us and saying that it allows them to play the game more to their own strengths. We had a gentleman say that attack wasn't his strong suit, so now he's able to actually sit back and defend and soak up the pressure and hope to break on a counter. Um, so I feel the way that we balance the game in terms of that aspect has really helped. Uh, and something I think the players will really thoroughly enjoy for FIFA 20 when they get their hands on it. Yeah, and obviously you cannot just drop back all the time, right? Like you still can see, like you, you, oh, you yeah, still. Oh yeah, sure. We played earlier and still that, scored. Already. Exactly, and that's for example, that's another concern. Some people say that drop back is OP, uh, but obviously we're looking into the into the telemetry that we have to make sure that that all the tactics are balanced, that all of them have an advantage and a disadvantage. And so far, what we've seen is that that's that's correct. That's what's happening. But obviously, we're going to keep monitoring because the game develops in a certain way, and we need to be ready to. Yeah, telemetry for you listeners that aren't as familiar is a tool that EA uses to monitor different trends at kind of the macro level to see how different aspects of the game are happening based on the actual data, so they can make data-driven decisions. Exactly. We, we, we know, for example, what type of shots are the most common and, and what's the effectiveness of those shots. We know uh, everything, the tactics that they are being used. We know what how, how the attributes have an effect on the goalkeeper, for example. This attribute makes this goalkeeper better, so in, in general, these goalkeepers are much better. We, we know pretty much everything. Elliot, actually, you beat me, or you led me right into my second question, which was going to be about AI assistant defending, uh, things of that nature. Those were obviously, I think, some of the pain points for a lot of hardcore and pro players in FIFA 19, was they felt as though lesser skilled defenders were getting too much aid, and then some manual defenders were not being rewarded in their minds properly. I mean, obviously, quantifying reward is a challenging thing for guys in you guys' positions, but I've definitely heard that as well from other uh, influencers and high-level players, hardcores here, uh, over the course of the last two days here in Amsterdam at the FIFA 20 capture event, that they are feeling as though when they give up goals, it's more like, my bad, as opposed to like, the game did it to me, or, you know, yay did it to me, or whatever. What kind of thing go into sort of the defensive tuning or what aspects I guess help make this year's game feel more authentic to the level of reward you were speaking to? So what we wanted to do for this year um, was really try and focus on how can we put tackles or how can we put across tackles to be meaningful and impactful and as you said rewarding to a user and some of the stuff that we focused around there was obviously the manual defending and cutting. One of the things Sam spoke to earlier to another gentleman was the fact that now you have to, you would have to switch to your guy. And as you said before, other players would potentially just lean on the aid of the mechanics of potentially contain. And whereas now we are trying to encourage players to uh, position themselves correctly, jockey, slow down, don't necessarily sprint towards people and try to run in at them. Um, try to play the game more at real football level and try to understand what your opponent might do, try to anticipate where they might go and then break down those aspects and then when you're finally in the correct position on the other stuff, then you put yourself in an, uh, a winning situation or a better situation to try and win the ball back um, and then that's when you put the tackle and it's been well received, so far so good and we've enjoyed the feedback that we've got from players on it. A lot of people say that they feel, as you say, that if they have conceded a goal, it is through lack of their own skill, which is fine, and they're happy to try and improve and get better, which is a positive, brilliant thing, uh, which I think that we've done. Um, 
So from that aspect, I think we've we've geared uh, defending in a great direction. Um, I look forward to just hearing the more feedback that people give us. Exactly, I think last year you could chase a lot, chase and then use AI defending to kind of fall uh, back basically, don't, don't allow them to keep going forward, the strikers. Uh, but this year you actually need to switch to the defender that is goal side and then control yourself. So that's, that's a very important change in terms of defending and uh, that really helps making defending general attacking more rewarding. And that also is also in combination with what I mentioned about randomness being reduced. That just gives you the feeling, okay, if I consider this goal, it's because I just couldn't defend that, or I didn't see that run coming, or, or something like that. So that yeah, I think something I noticed in some of the games I was playing as uh, other creators here, uh, was that some of those defenders that were so acclimated to the FIFA 19 style of just running at you at full speed, those are the ones that are prone for exploit almost exactly. because they're not used to how the, the AI doesn't cover for their relative blind spots or you know, you're an extra pass away. So be on the lookout for that in the first couple weekends, especially pre-weekend uh, league, if you're playing division rivals and playing against any high-level players, you might be able to take advantage of some folks still acclimating. My recommendation is always use Jockey or fast jockey. <laughs> Those tools are much more responsive now and they are not made to just sprint to the to the dribbler. They are made to, to contain, to stay in front but manually. So try those because that will definitely give you an advantage. Which buttons are those for folks? L LT, the regular Yoki, and LT plus RT, the fast Yoki. Yeah, and I really think it plays with, and the good thing uh, is the balance of it. Because I know like defending is very rewarding uh, when you get it right. But it's also, we've heard from other people here that it's incredibly rewarding when someone comes at them to try and perform a tackle and they've mistimed it and they're able to actually dribble around them. So, We've managed to do well with the balance, you know, attacking versus defending, and um, hopefully, again, that's in the right direction. And people give us more feedback about that kind of stuff as well. It's all about the one on ones, the yeah. one on ones, both one -on sides of the ball. So we've aimed for and yeah. Something else definitely worth noting on that front is that whereas in FIFA 19 I think a common criticism from casuals and hardcore pros alike was that when you have a player like an Aubameyang get on the breakaway, you could have a Toby Alderweireld or somebody like that catch him more than more often than I think would feel realistic to most football fans. Whereas in this, this game, when you're gone, you're gone. And that when you create those one-on-one -on -one situations and that attacking player exploits it, that's to the offensive players. Yeah, for sure. And it's not that simple to use. I'm just going to use this fast player. No, no, it's not, we're not saying it's all so, sweat but that's, or that, anything. That, but, but that's a good thing, right? Because maybe, I don't know, FIFA 15 or all the people, sometimes you could just easily just run and run and run and score many goals like that. Now you need to really create that space, beat somebody, and then you can you can get away. So that, that it's, it's a balance. And then just to say, it's not just the pace attributes, it's the dribbling attribute as well. You can have a very fast player, like 99 rated player in terms of pace, but with a low dribbling attribute, he's not gonna get away. You need a combination of, of those things. The dribbling attribute uh, determines the slowdown on every dribble touch, and the higher the dribbler, the less slowdown. So you can keep your high speed, and that allows you to get away from the defender. So it's, 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 you need to understand your player, you need to understand the situation, and then you can get away. Yeah, absolutely. We're not saying that it's all locked through balls and yeah, 15 not, style yeah. breakaways, but when you actually, when you do the work and you get a Mo Salah or Sadio Mane and they win that one-on-one -on -one against their defender, then you're going to have an offensive opportunity and then it becomes
becomes a, a second one-on-one, -on -one, the offensive player against the goalkeeper. But uh, staying on the offensive side of things, uh, something else I think that was asked about a lot or discussed kind of on social media in the last year was the new additions to last year's game, time finishing and goalkeeper movement, which you know I think were maybe not as well received initially, maybe over time after some tuning, especially with some of the patches in early January, or kind of the latter parts of uh, the winter rather. Um, maybe it felt a little bit more organic. Those are back this year, which I think some people will appreciate that they're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Others might be change or agey or frustrated that it's still in there. Uh, what I guess can you tell the, the listeners about those aspects of the game? Like what can they expect from those scenes they're back in FIFA 20? Yeah, so we heard a lot of feedback, uh, but we knew that um, having that those tools in the game adds a little bit more skill if they are well implemented. So this year we focused 100% on implementation and we got feedback very early from pro players, from casual players, from hardcore players about the, about the feature. And then uh, we will agree that, it, that we should keep it in the game. And uh, the reason is because uh, it, it really, if you, if, you, if you master it, then you have more chances to score in certain situations. You should, is there some user skill in there that we want to keep in the game? But before it was, I, I think the idea we, we we know that the presentation could have been a little bit better. Um, so that we patched the game as soon as we could, and then we felt like if we kept iterating on it, we can come up with something with something good. And now the feedback that we have about those two features is actually really positive from pro players, from local players. Now, if I want a little boost on a long shot from outside of the box then I, I can, I can try to get it green. If I get it red, there's a lot of error. Um, so, same with the goalkeeper, you can anticipate one step. That's a very important concept. Anticipation, like in real life, they move maybe one step towards where they think they shot will go and that will allow them to, to, to sometimes make the save, but not full movement. So you, when you play them, you will right away notice that that uh, is completely different and now it's, it's, it's a little bit more realistic. So those are good news for us. So what I can say is just completely different from what you experienced in, in previous I know I faced a situation where my opposing attacker was in on my goalkeeper. I was using the mid-tier uh, Vander Sar, so this is uh, you know what was considered I think widely like the most popular keeper amongst the competitive or high-level players. And I tried to use some of the goalkeeper movement that would have absolutely resulted in a save in 19. Did not work. Yeah. That was a. Uh... It's, it's just a step. It's just you can anticipate one step. That doesn't mean you're gonna cover the entire goal. Like even no Spider-Man or anything no, like that. No, no. So that's uh, that's gone. Uh, but the concepts remain in the game, and the concepts make sense as long as they are well implemented. We're we're very happy. In terms of new additions to this year, I know one thing that I, I heard some of the other guys, YouTubers and streamers, talking about was the setup touch. Um, talk a little bit about what that is, and you know, I guess uh, maybe I, I don't want to say like a switch some fears that it might be too overpowered. I heard it was powerful, but not too OP. But what are your, kind of your thoughts on that feature? What does it bring to, to FIFA and offensive football? Yeah, do you want to do it or should I? Yeah. So, so. The idea is, in real football, the better you position the ball to take a shot and do a long pass, for example, a long long pass or a good cross, the better the, the, the cross, so less error, because you are properly facing the ball, you are at the right speed, the right angle, so we wanted to recreate that. And the mechanic is, if you hold the right bumper and 
the right stick in a direction, then in that direction the ball will go at certain distance and speed, so you can approach it with the right with the right uh, player with the speed, basically. So an end angle. We understand that it's a good setup for the shot, and then we reduce the error that you get in that shot. So the best possible shot that you can get in FIFA. It's set up touch and then green time shot. So if you do that from outside of the box, then you have more chances to score. But obviously, setting up the ball properly takes time. So finding the situation where you have enough time and space to properly do this mechanic, it's, it's tough. It requires skill. You need to beat a defender and then try it out or something. You cannot just do it right away. I was talking so, with the YouTuber Reeve who was, I saw him use it perfectly with the mid-tier icon, uh, Ronaldo Nazario. Uh, we were discussing like, hey, if you're playing like a, you know, not everybody grows on trees this good, but like a MS Dasari style defender that is just real locked down, clamps on, that space isn't gonna be there. So like, it's great that he pulled that off against whoever he was playing in Rivals, but like, that's not gonna be every single, you know, you're not gonna see 100 five, set up touch goals a game. No, it's gonna be, no, that's, that's very, very hard. Sometimes, yeah, you, you need to really find the time and space and that's not, not easy. So, so far, what we know is not OP. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna say it's not, not gonna be OP because I don't know, things can Yeah, change, we'll, right? see we'll see when hundreds of thousands, we'll, we'll millions see, of people are playing. We're gonna, be, we're gonna be monitoring for sure. It's good to hear. Speaking on that note, um, I would say two years ago, you guys put out some gameplay changes that were not as well received in the early part of FIFA. And last year, based on kind of the overwhelming negative response to those, you were a lot, you played it a lot closer to the vest and you were a lot more cautious about rolling out changes and patches. Would, do you guys have a strategy already for this year? Or is it kind of a wait and see or? Yes, so exactly. There's different strategies here. Last year, we, we, we heard that people didn't want to change completely the game in the first month because then they, they wanted to get used to it. Um, so the strategy remains the same. If there's a bug or something that is really, really hurting the game, we need to fix as soon as possible because you don't want to play a month with something completely broken. Uh, but if it's just something that is a tuning change that is going to make the game certain types of shots maybe now less OP, but some other shots maybe a little bit more accurate, that those ones can wait. We don't we, we, a little bit until you get used to and and um, and then, then then okay now I know what the game is now I can adapt to the new to the new tuning. So the the, the the strategy remains the same. We're very cautious. We we actually discuss every single change that goes into a patch. It's discussed to see which patch should it go into and what's what's gonna be the the, the end result of, of, of the change. So um, however though there's changes that need to go in because something is maybe there's a bug causing a big problem or something and those changes could have some impact. So uh, while we are fixing something, then something may change and then some people are always maybe not going to be happy that that, like there's always going to be like, if you change something, there's people that like it, people that don't, we're always going to get mixed feedback. Uh, but in general, the direction that we want to go is we're going to test every single change uh, with uh, as many people as we can to see if we should go right away or wait or maybe just completely not change it if that's what people want. There's, there's it, it, like, for example, if there's a bug that we would like to fix because I don't know, it changes something and then when we fix it, the game, game balance changes, 
and we need to discuss do we really want to fix it? Do we really want people really relearning how the game is playing? So there's a lot of things that go into the decision for, for making changes for a patch. Um, uh, but yeah, but uh, we, for example, the patches that we have planned already, they have been tested by pro players already in Vancouver and they gave us feedback, that feedback helped us understand and we, which patch those changes should go into the game. So, so it's a complicated process uh, and we will keep talking to the community to see what, what, they, what they prefer to see in the game. I guess something else I wanted to ask, and this has almost become like a running joke in the last three years that we've done this interview, is I think two years ago you were asked about like the players that maybe don't have the emphatic pace or they're not, you know, built like a Patrick Vieira, right? Like, you know, I'm thinking maybe an example would be like a Tony Cruz. It's like, he's a bigger guy, but he's slow. Um, maybe like a Harry Maguire in that class too. Last year, you know, I think Ben ribbed you guys and were like, hey, they didn't wind up playing as well as you said in our interview. Like, what's the strategy for this year? And I think the results were probably mixed, um, where those players were probably more effective at the beginning of the year than later in the year when, you know, you have all these super ultimate team type boosted players, they weren't as effective. Um, in terms of this year's gameplay, are there, is there been any tweaks or changes to make those players more usable or kind of like, what, how do you foresee sort of player variety um, shaping out with this year's gameplay? So that's that, that's a good question and the strategy was to keep putting emphasis in the different attributes. So if you play what's a mystery mystery ball in, in in FUT then you will see that the passing attribute when you get the passing boost is just is crazy. So uh, things like vision, things like the pass, actual passing, long passing, short passing attributes, they have a big impact. Uh, so uh, players like uh, like like Tony Cruz can do very good passes, or I don't know other players, but that that will definitely affect. That that will definitely be important. That's one thing. The other thing is in terms of just keeping the ball, how dribbling works. I think those guys are not explosive to go to go 20 meters and beat somebody, but just the way how you can turn, you can use still throw dribble and keep the ball, try to hide it from the defender. That should also be work much better in, in, in FIFA 20. And the third thing that is very important is just because the game is slightly slower this year, and because you cannot just put pressure all the time with secondary contain and and um, and then or just just sprinting at the dribbler then uh, you have a little bit more time and space on the ball and that time and space is where the attributes of these players make a difference so so far what we've been hearing from the community is that those players are definitely more 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 useful and uh, in fact one of the guys in there from Spain he told me that yesterday that he was very happy that he can use uh, Busquets for example so so that, that 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 I think those things together are definitely definitely helping obviously when you get faster when you get the prime icons and all these things and it's gonna be I, I don't know the balance always changes a little bit but the, ga the way the game is set up this year in terms of pace in terms of attributes they should have a bigger a bigger impact. I guess just in terms of you know, some of those new features you talked about, like the mystery ball and game modes, you guys design gameplay to work across all modes, so you're not like shaping what you do to impact those in particular. Um, are those more like areas of focus for like the foot team, or like, or do those fall? What, mainly, like, how, how does that balance? It's mainly, yeah, that's, that's a good question. It's mainly, uh, so we, we just build one, one engine, gameplay engine that goes to FIFA, goes to FUT. 
and then chemistry modifies the attributes and when you have higher attributes the game feels faster or different more accurate there's different things going on uh, for for um, these uh, house, house rules we call we call them we had we had a group of people both and fought uh, somebody in gameplay which Shelly can probably talk a little bit about it and then the people that make skill games just trying to make different changes, tuning changes to make sure that each attribute is exaggerated to some unrealistic pretty much we just wanted well the idea or the focus from the fight team was to give the user somewhere where they can de-stress and take a break and enjoy and just have fun and not worry too much about the grind and all the other stuff but really just kick back and have a laugh with their friends uh, and so they reach out to the gameplay team and we collaborate strongly with them it was myself and another uh, producer by the name of Brenner um, we helped in the gameplay side and we liaised with the fight team to just come up with the ideas and as Sam said exaggerate some of the attributes and see what we can twist and bend within the system to make it fun and exciting and I'd say just a little bit more free and easy just to put a smile on people's faces. Yeah, so as Sam said, the attributes really play into effect because if you play Mystery Ball, uh, you'll definitely be able to see it. So you've got the passing, uh, the passing boost, the shooting boost, the speed boost, the dribbling boost, and then all of the boosts combined into one. So each of those you can see the dribbling boost, you can see how the dribbling is like really tight knit and keeps your feet and can get round and skip past players. The speed one obviously self-explanatory. The passing one, as Sam mentioned, you crank up that that passing attribute as well as vision, the other stuff and it plays together. And the same with the shooting one. Um, put them all together and just overwhelming fun. Awesome. But, but I gotta say that obviously for us, for that we build gameplay, the main priority remains making the, the core game, not, not house rules, is a nice addition. Yeah. But we continue most of our time goes to the actual, to the actual uh, football simulation, the realistic yeah. version. Yeah. FIFA, that's that's our priority. Good stuff. Sam Rivera, Elliot Vivek, gameplay producers, EA's so FIFA team. Always a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for we'll joining the Weekly Podcast. Again. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yes, a huge thanks to Sam, Elliot and of course Luke for bringing that to us. And finally then, listeners, as I mentioned earlier, there's plenty more to come ahead of FIFA 20. Next week, we're going to have a podcast with Air Japes, with Matt Foot Trading and potentially some other guests to be confirmed. We'll talk through how to start FIFA 20, all the tips from EA Access to game launch, from squad battles to trading tips. There's going to be plenty of great info on how to start your FIFA Ultimate team. And as you know, the support from so many of you through Patreon is what keeps the podcast going. And we're alternating each week between a podcast available to everyone. So next week, you'll get a clip from that podcast and an invitation to join the Patreon for just $3 a month and get all that incredible content. You'll also get that extra chat with Reeve and Andy about the players they used at the capture. And as part of that tier, you'll be able to listen to our most recent audio guide, which is on attributes. What each stat does, broken down, I'm not sure there's a guide like it anywhere else. Just go to bit.ly slash more pod. A reminder actually that if you've signed up and you're in one of the higher tiers, check your rewards email for the information about how to sign up to Discord where you'll get all those great perks. Although one that you don't need the Discord for is being thanked by name after each podcast as an icon. And that's exactly the point we've got to now. So let's queue up that halftime instrumental. A big thanks to Shane W, Dave B, Hunter B, Martin M, 
Matthew L, Stephen M, Anthony R, also ran, Darren W, Liam, Tenacious C, Alan G, Alistair, Paul, Dominic, Chris W, Rob P, Andrew T, Roger DC, Dan W, Matt H, Alan M, Savage P, Tyler M, Sam MG, and Gabe N. See you next week. It's been a pleasure. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum.